Good morning, parents and carers, and welcome to the Primary 7A podcast. I'm sitting here with William. Hi. Isla. Hi. Lujin. Hi. And Aris. Hi. Um, so, as you well know now, we are going to be doing a podcast every two weeks. So, this is our second podcast of our Primary 7A. So, let's start off with maths, boys and girls. Um, what did we do last week in maths? Can anyone remember... Aris. Uh, we were do we were adding and subtracting decimals. Excellent. So, what is a decimal then? Uh, it's like, say you have twenty five. You have twenty five point three. It's not a whole number, but it's like part of a whole number. All oh, right. Okay. So you said twenty five point three. What does the three represent? Uh, it's like zero point three. It's a tenth of it, a site. It is a tenth. Uh, and if we were to divide that tenth up into more, what would it be, William? A hundredth. And if we were to split these up into even more, girls? A thousand. A thousand. You're absolutely right. So we were looking at decimals, um, adding and subtracting them, and figuring out what, what the number represents when it's in that place value column. Um, this week... We progressed onto something else. We were looking at multiplication and division, but with what numbers, Lujin? Um, with tens, hundreds, and thousands. Okay. Now, we're quite lucky because we use base 10. What happens when we're multiplying by tens, one hundreds, and thousands then, Lujin? Can you remember? Aris, would you be able to help Lujin a little? Uh, they get 10 times bigger each time. Okay, it goes bigger. So so if we're looking at it in a place value grid, what happens? What happens to that figure? If if you're uh, multiplying, then it goes um, left. And if you're dividing, then it goes right. So if we're multiplying, the, the bigger gets number, yeah? So will it go up the place value grid or down it? Up. Yeah, and if we're dividing it, go, the number will go down. down. Absolutely, that's brilliant. Um, within literacy, we are still continuing with our write, uh, our poetry focus. So, what is it we did last week as a poem, Isla? Haiku. A haiku. And what makes a haiku so important? Can we remember the rules, Isla? How many lines does it have? Uh, three. Three? Okay, and what is the syllables within a haiku? Can you remember, Isla? We can get someone else to help you if you'd like. Five, seven, and five. Okay, excellent. Now, we're seeing a five, seven, five syllable okay, but what is a what is a syllable? Who can help me with that? William? A syllable is how a word sounds so it depending what the word is it will have a different amount of syllables okay let's let's use william for example so depending how you say it depends how many syllables for me i think it would have three like william but other people would say william Hmm. okay excellent so we were looking at haikus last week and what was the theme that we were doing it on can you remember lujin no, it was last week. Someone can help Lujin if you... William? It was on seasons in spring, summer, autumn, autumn and winter. winter. Okay, and this week, 
one of my well I've got two favourite poems and one of them was this week as um and it's a little bit silly. What was it, Isla? A limerick. A limerick. And what is a limerick then? What what is what are the rules to a limerick? How many lines must it have? Aris? Uh, five? Yep, okay. Um and if we've got the rhyming scheme, okay, what would be the rhyming scheme for it? William. It would go seven syllables, seven syllables, no, sorry, eight to ten syllables Good. twice, and then it would go five to six syllables another, uh, twice again, and then it would go eight to ten again at the very bottom. So a rhyming scheme would go A, A, B, B, B A. A. Excellent. And as William has just expertly said, um, lines one, two, and Five. five have how many syllables? Eight to ten. ten. And lines three to four have how many syllables? Five, five to six. six. Excellent. Uh, and we have taken some photos of these and you'll be able to see them in the photos above. We've been continuing to look at our characterization and I got you to incorporate some art into it. Now I gave you five clues of a character. Now during clue one, was it really easy or was it really difficult, Lujin? Um, it was kind of difficult. Why? Um, because um, we kind of... Uh... Were, were my clues not great? No. Well, can you remember what the clues were? Um, the clues were long hair. Uh-huh. And um, it was a male. Mm-hmm. And... Aris, can you can you help? Uh, it was male, uh, long hair, bubble hat, cane, and and I don't remember the last one. William. It was a human being. Yeah, that that was the greatest clue I could have given you. The character was a human being. You should have got the character straight away from that. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. Ah, right. Okay. So I had to give you a second clue. Okay. And was I more descriptive with this one? Yes, yes a lot more. more. A lot more. So what did I do? Why, why, why was I more descriptive? Why, why did you find it more useful? Luigi? Um, you made a, a sent more, more, you made a sentence about it. Okay, rather than just individual words, I made, I made, in fact, I had two paragraphs yeah. with my sentences, yeah? Um, and when I was talking about hair, did I give colour of it? Yes. Did I say how long it was? Yes. Yeah. Did I say which, so for example, if he was wearing his trousers, what colour of trousers was it? No. Sky blue. Your sky, sky blue. So it wasn't just blue, I was giving you more description. Now, after this description, were you able to tell which character it was? Yes. And I who was the character? Wally. Wally. From yeah. Where's Wally? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I have a book about that. Okay. Um, within topic, uh, we've been... Carrying on our World War One, uh, we were finishing off, off our propaganda posters and you will to see it, um, depending on where I post it onto the website, it should be below. Um, we also looked at something else this week in World War One, which was very harrowing, quite a frightening experience for many of the soldiers. What could that be, Isla? Trenches. The trenches. Now, would you like to book two weeks all-inclusive in a trench? No. Absolutely not. Why not? Because there wasn't really, like, there wasn't any beds or anything. So where, where would they have to sleep? 
just like on the side and hay or something. Yeah, and the food's five star quality? Definitely no. not. Definitely not, okay. It was dead rats. Yeah, well, so, they, they weren't given dead rats, but certainly there, there have been stories of, of the soldiers catching the rats and making the rats into a stew, which sounds, doesn't really sound appealing does it no um so it was it was quite a a very difficult time for these soldiers being out in the trenches and can anyone remember what would happen when the whistle went um william so people were all lined up and when they blew the whistle they had to go over the trench run down over the trench what was the what was the other way of saying it over the top over the top, yeah. And they had to run down on no man's land, so no one had really claimed it, and try and get to the op- opposition's team, mm-hmm. and try and get into their trenches, and then go to the next trench, so on, so on. Um, and if people didn't go up, they would have a soldier standing there with a gun, and if they didn't go up, they would get shot. Yeah. Just words cannot describe how frightening it must have been back there. Aris, do you want to cook uh, uh, anything Yeah, while they were running, they, they, they were getting shot by Germans. Also, there was barbed wire. And the barbed wire wasn't like, you can't just jump up. You have to, like, try to dodge it while you're getting shot by machine guns and the Germans and cannons. Absolutely. Um, within some of our social studies, we've been continuing on with our geography booklets. Um, so we've been looking at our seven continents. Um, which continents have we been looking at this this well, the last two weeks, uh, William? We haven't finished them all, but we've so far done Australasia, Australia, as well as Australasia. Now, Asia. now, what? Now you're saying Australia, Australasia. Why? Why would you say it like that, William? Because Australia is a country, mm-hmm. and and then Oceania, another word, is a region. Yeah, so we, what we have noticed, uh, parents and carers, um, certain texts and certain websites will call the continent Australia or Australasia or indeed Oceania. But when our children were researching it, when we were looking at the population of Australia, what sometimes was coming up? Isla? It would do it for Australia instead of the whole region. Yeah, it would come up for the country rather than the continent. So sometimes we need to be quite careful when we're talking about the the continent of Australia or Australasia or Oceania, just to really make the the point that it is the continent rather than the country. So we did uh, Antarctica, Australasia and... Europe. Europe, excellent. So who can remember some facts from some of these? Let's talk about Antarctica. What is the biggest ice shelf? The Ross Ice Shelf. And what a name for a, a, an ice shelf. <laughs> no, uh, I don't really like it. Oh, William! Yeah, yeah what a bad name. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any territories in Antarctica? Yeah. Yeah. How many? Seven. Seven. So seven, uh, seven countries own territories across Antarctica. If we jump over to Australasia, um, can everyone remember some of the, the biggest deserts or the longest rivers? Back to you, William. Uh, the biggest desert in Australasia was the Great Victoria Desert. Okay, and the longest r- river, can anyone remember that? I was, I was going to say the Victorian Desert as well. A river, do you know it, Isla? Oh. Begins with that mmm. 
and I believe it's in South Australia. Mums and dads might know it from certain fluids. The Murray... Murray... The Murray... The Murray River. Okay, perfect. Uh, and in Europe, how many countries are in Europe then? Yeah, shout out. 44. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be continuing to do that. Um, again, this week we had basketball down at the Crags. down at the Crags, and we continue to do some rugby down at the Meadows. Meadows. So, what what were we doing in in rugby this week? Um, we Isla. Tackling. So yep. So we were tackling with some rocking pads. Do we enjoy that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, how do how do we get the ball forward then? Well, first of all, can the ball be passed forward? No. So, how do we get the ball forward then? Uh, you have to like run with it. Okay. So, what were we doing, Blue Jean? Um, you, we were um trying to um throw um. Aris, can you help Blue Jean a little? Uh, so we would we would. One person would start with the ball and we would go in like a diagonal line backwards. Mm-hmm. So one person would run like five or ten steps, yeah. then throw it to the other person, then they would run five or ten steps, throw it to the person behind them and that keep going until you got to the very end. That's brilliant. And then the next line would start. That's great. Um, in Spanish, we carried on with some of our greetings um, and we also looked at what... The colours. The colours, indeed we did, indeed. Uh, I'm just trying to look at my plans over the last two weeks. Um, parents and carers. Um, this week was a really important week and we focused it on in literacy and I've missed this. Who can remember which author we were celebrating? Um, Isla? Um, Roald It was Roald Dahl. And can anyone remember any great facts about Roald Dahl? Now, bear in mind, not the silly facts I gave you because this was a comprehension sheet, uh, parents carers, and I gave some really ill-fitting facts for Roald Dahl. So rather than the children having to fill in the gaps and put in the correct answer, I wanted the children to read the comprehension and spot the mistakes. Okay, so can anyone remember some of the silly mistakes and the actual, the actual true facts? William? I think one of them, I don't know what language, but when Rodal was at his like home country, he spoke, was it Norwegian? Okay, so, at his house? so he, he was born in Wales, okay, but his parents were originally from? Norway. Absolutely, okay. Um, can anyone remember some of the things he did to at the sweetie shop, um, Isla? Uh, he put a dead mouse yeah, in the jump. Absolutely, and that became known to him and his friends as? Dead mouse plot. Yeah, it's the dead mouse plot. 2010. That's great. Um, Also in social studies this week, we've been looking at the world's biggest lesson. Ooh. Okay, and how many goals is there all together? How many lessons? Can we remember? Aris? 17. Yeah, 17. Uh, can Can you remember what we looked at last week? Wasn't it trying by twenty thirty trying to get like all the poverty, yeah. like no poverty? So we're looking at no poverty, trying to erad- eradicate that. Um, one last thing, um, looking at RME. What 
faith were we looking at? Judaism. Judaism. Okay, so looking at Judaism. And what do we call the people who follow the, the religion of Judaism? Isla. Jews. Yeah, absolutely. Can anyone remember their place of worship? A synagogue. A synagogue. Okay. Now, their holy text, is it a book? Or what, it's a what? scroll. It's a scroll. And you can touch this with, with your with your own hands and things like that, can no. you? No. What? You can't? No. So no. so how how what do you do to touch the paper? Isla? You touch it with something called a yad. A yad? What is a yad? It's like a pointing stick. A pointer stick, absolutely. Boys and girls, I think you have done an amazing job at explaining and discussing your learning. Um, parents and cares, we hope that you've enjoyed it too. And we look forward to hearing from you and hearing your comments on our website. And we will speak to you in two weeks' time. From me, farewell and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.